0: Is
1: a boardwalk audio podcast. Hello and good news. I am your host, Hannah Canningator. This is the podcast where I sit down with a comedic guest and we talk about all of the people and the places and the current events that are affecting the world in a positive way. This week, my guest is Noah Finling. Noah is a stand-up comedian here in Los Angeles. You can see him coming up at the Improv Lab on September twenty-second at nine p.m. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Noah Built the Ark. He is so fun, so funny. We had a blast. We agree on so many things when it comes to positivity and being a good, being good people, and. The world being great and you guys will love it what a joy what a freaking joy noah is okay sidebar do you shop for things on amazon well aside from the ratings and reviews the best way to support the show is by going to boardwalkaudio.com slash good news and clicking that little button that says support our artists that will take you to Amazon, where you just kind of shop around and do your stuff like you normally would. Then, when you check out, Amazon kicks back a little percentage of what they make to the show. And that little percentage helps me keep the show a going. So, let's talk about some good news. 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 Hello. Good news. I think it's time we had some frickin' real good news. Okay, well, um, we can start. I'll start. Okay.
0: (laughs) I'm ready when you are. I'll I'll just hang out all day.
1: I'm here with Noah Finling. We're on the couch. Uh, We just listened to the new Taylor Swift single. Mm Mm-hmm. No, we don't know. We we don't quite know how we feel about it.
0: Nah, I'm not into it. And I'm a big fan of Taylor. Always have been since day one.
1: Yeah, I'm psyched for her. I haven't been a day oneer, but you know, I like her, and I'm excited for the new album.
0: Yeah. Um, I just hope, I, ju- I just hope she still has those catchy choruses.
1: Yeah, that's what this one is missing. Yeah,
0: there's really no. I'm like, okay, you know, it's like you can listen to a song that really has no direction. Um, but w- until it gets to that chorus and then you're like, well, I need something to hook me. You yeah. Know?
1: I got to sing in my car. Yeah. Come on. I live in Los Angeles. Yeah.
0: We need something to do.
1: We need to have this. So, I don't know. Go listen to it, guys, and tweet me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> T- tweet <laughs> Hannah. Tell us if you, tell us if you agree. Uh, we just think that if Taylor signed with us, our yeah, recording our- label, <laughs> that we'd be writing hot licks for her all the time. But
1: Hot, hot licks.
0: I guess not. We can't really give her a lot of money.
1: Yeah, we can't do that. And my beats are... Uh, in the, progress? Uh, yeah. <laughs> beats in progress. The segue music I make for this podcast is uh, Garage Band, baby. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> Brought Honestly, to you by yours truly. That sounds good. I would like a an album of just the beats from this oh podcast <laughs> to listen to my car.
1: I'll send I'll send them right over to you. All right, they're all very goofy. Great. Uh, every now and then I'll I'll download some. Cause it's hard. You got to get public domain. Uh huh. You know. Um. Where is this noise coming from? Is it coming from my computer?
0: I Think so. It seems like hit pl- <laughs> hit play.
1: Ah, I found it. I found it. Okay. Sorry, guys. Whoa.
0: Sorry, fans. <laughs>
1: I just saw Annabelle Creation last week and I'm a little on edge.
0: Oh, the horror film?
1: Yeah. Um yeah. also so so about it, although I did spend most of the time not watch I was too I was more freaked out than I feel like comfortable sharing.
0: <laughs> you couldn't like couldn't even enjoy the movie at all. Yeah,
1: I was having a hard time, but it was a bad movie. Why did you go? Um you, are you
0: like usually scared of horror films?
1: I like horror films. I liked the conjuring. I like that whole, especially once I found out that The Conjuring is based off of like real people. Yeah. And Annabelle is like a, a tr- probably a fables tale, but seems real. Yeah. Like these people tried to get rid of the demons in this doll in real yeah. life. Uh, and also, nothing great was playing at the Los Feliz 3. So, yeah. We you were, wanted, you were like, we, we gotta see a movie. We going to see a matinee today. Yeah. Uh, and so we went and saw it.
0: And And you were just freaking out. I
1: was real freaked
0: out. Like, who'd you go with? Charles. Was he just like, I can you stop? (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's enjoying this movie because of you.
1: We I was almost in his lap, but then he left one at one point to go to the bathroom. The creepy part about matinees in Los Feliz three is like no one's there. Yeah. Which awesome unless you're watching a scary movie. Right. And then you're just there kinda by yourself. Except there was one man. Wearing a straw bucket hat, who went to this movie by himself and sat in the front row, which I think is the scariest part of the whole thing. I'll
0: tell you what's scary—that somebody owns a straw bucket hat in LA. <laughs> it's like, no, you're fashion, buddy.
1: Yeah, come on, come on, you're in Los Feliz. Yeah, come
0: on, <laughs>
1: that's great. So those are my reviews, guys, on the new Taylor Swift song and Annabelle creation.
0: Very scary. Both, both. I'd say it's the same review for both.
1: Yeah, like a three across yeah. the board. Yeah,
0: probably. okay.
2: Three
1: out of five. All right. Um, I was proud of myself. I did call the plot of Annabelle within the first two minutes of it starting. Yeah, but I mean, there's only so many ways it could go.
0: Yeah, it's pretty standard scary movie. Yeah. Uh, was uh, there a token like hot girl?
1: There was not. There was uh well. I guess the n- n- the nun was kind of hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was like probably the most attractive. But it was a bunch of little girls. Like okay, I movies with little kids freak me out the most. Out of I feel real uncomfortable. Yeah. when kids are in scary situations, either they're in scary situations or they're ghosts. Like, children singing in unison, creepy him. Very that's scary. That's the worst. That is, like, a classic
0: <laughs> scary movie trope. Yeah.
1: Um, that's not even in that movie, but anytime there's kids, I worry that that's going to happen.
0: Yeah, you're like, you better not start singing. <laughs> They're going to sing? Yeah.
1: <laughs> ah. That's great. Okay, well, uh, see Annabelle if you want to, guys. Let's talk about some good news.
0: Yeah, good news.
1: Um... Let's see. Oh yeah, so Hurricane Harvey has been quite a thing. Yeah. I feel so on it like we have too good of weather here that it just makes me forget that anywhere else in the world could be having bad weather. Right. Um Hurricane Harvey is real bad. But so this story is about a guy who, so this is in Rockport, Texas. Um, and so, so a ton of evacuations had to happen. And, um, he lives in a little beach community about, of about 10,000 people, which Mm -hmm. got hit really hard by hurricane Harvey, um, and needed to be evacuated. And, uh, a bunch of people went to Houston. Some people couldn't make it out. Uh, the, I guess the state, said that uh, Rockport School, I think, so they said Live Oak Elementary School in the city of Rockport, which is a coastal community, will be a shelter for those of you who can't, like, really evacuate. Mm-hmm. And so uh, about 126 people went there, and the state said this, but then they didn't have any officials or medical people go there. So it was literally, like, an empty school that just a ton of people showed just up chill, at. just chill, yeah. Yeah, and, um, so this 29 year old kid, like kind of took charge of the whole thing. Like he is a screenwriter, I guess, who just recently moved home to help take care of his dad who has cancer and his dad got out. He got to Houston early cause they, he, like, they like wanted to make sure that this guy's name is Zachary, Zachary Deering, by the way, um, And then he, like, wasn't going to evacuate, but it got really bad, and he was driving, and his car got hit, and all his windows, like, exploded, and so he was like, okay, I'm going to go to this shelter, and he showed up, and it was just kind of, like, I don't willy-nilly, like, just, yeah, chaos, people all around, so I guess he kind of, like, took charge and was like, okay, without even really, like, trying to have that role, he got everybody to go into all the classrooms, find supplies, like get trash cans, hand sanitizers, yeah. get everybody set up in a good sleeping situation, find food. Um, then he recruited like out of the crowd, like 15 volunteers um, who went around and they would go on shifts. They would check on everybody. They would f- make sure everybody got fed. Um, and the police the police showed up and they they... He, like, knew all the stats on, like, these people need uh, medical attention. These people need hospice. Yeah. These people. And they were like, well, what service are you with? And he was like, I'm just a, just a guy. Like, I'm just a dude.
0: Yeah. And I'm a screenwriter. <laughs> Actually, would you guys like to see my script? <laughs> he slips him the script.
1: He's like, by the way, pass this on to your connections. <laughs> um, yeah. So he, he kind of took care of everything. That's And crazy. everything remained calm during the whole deal.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. It's, um, I think it's like, that's one of those things that I I always ask myself, like in a moment of crisis, am I going to be the man that I think I want to be?
2: Yeah.
0: Or am I going to be the guy who's just like, oh no, you, someone else has to figure this out. out. I'm going to just listen. And what's also crazy is there was a willingness on behalf of the other people to really listen to him. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, why? <laughs> I don't know why. Why would they? Like, I feel like most people would be like, "No, bro. Like, I don't know you. Yeah, I'm gonna like just have you know just have a panic attack over here. <laughs> yeah, and probably eat myself to death. You know. <laughs> but like, some this kid is a really born leader.
1: Yeah, he's got something about him that everyone was like, okay.
0: Yeah, like, gotta I'm have not- a lot of charisma.
1: Yeah. And there was even two medical people there who didn't want to... They left. They, like, left the shelter and went somewhere else because they they, they didn't want to be like, oh, God, we're the only medical people here. This is not what we... Like, we don't want to be the medical people. Those
0: people are fucking cowards. Yeah. Wait, they left? (laughs) Yeah. So they just left this guy who has no skill to...
1: I mean, Noah. he's a screenwriter. That's true.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He can adapt himself to different worlds. Yeah. um, And empathize. Mm
1: -hmm, mm Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Interesting. This is a fascinating man. Yeah. Do you think he's going to put that on his resume?
1: Probably, uh, yeah, I would. I would be like, well, that would just be my only thing on my resume. Yeah. And, like, very big fun. I'd be like, I saved a bunch of people. Yeah, I...
0: (laughs) I saved a bunch of people. I don't. Why am I qualified? Because yeah. I took charge of a of a rescue mission. Mission. Yeah.
1: A, an empty school. I also. This is crazy to me that Texas was like, just they accidentally overlooked that they told an entire town that this was going to be a, a rescue, like a sanctuary rescue, uh-huh. uh, like evacuation place, and then never, and then forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I think they oh never my- sent anybody to be in charge.
0: Yeah, there? This, uh, what they who they should have sent is this. They should have got looped this kid in yeah. somehow, but it's like, how do you do that? How do you? I I gotta imagine in these places they're just like, their day to day is being ready for something like this, but not being prepared for something like yeah. this. So I imagine they're just like scrambling to get resources because it's like to be prepared for a hurricane like that, you have to be putting away and saving so much money. I imagine. Yeah that you take away from, like, what you need for your day-to-day operation, which yeah. is, like, smaller rainstorms or, like, just other smaller, more common rescue efforts. So when that stuff does happen, it's just, like, how can you be ready? There's no way to be ready for that.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what the article said. It was, like, yeah, they prepare for this, but then, like, in action they they were not ready. And also, like, all, you know, this is a tiny town and stuff got overlooked because all the rest of... There's so many tiny towns. Yeah, it's in like,
0: Texas. I, it almost seems like this is, to make a comparison, it's like, it's like what my mom tell, told me to like, do my homework on Friday, because on Sunday, <laughs> something's going to come along that I'm going to want to do and I'm not going to be able to do yes. it because I didn't, <laughs> you know, I didn't do my homework. Yeah. And in this example, you know, there were people were saying, we better get these preparation, mm-hmm. these rescue plans and effort cuz on Sunday you're going to want to do this, something and there's going to be a hurricane and you're not going to and everyone's going to god forbid, you know, not make it.
1: All your friends are going to want to hang out on Sunday yeah and there's in- going to be a hurricane.
0: <laughs> not going to hang out.
1: With them. <laughs> uh, love that metaphor. Really good. Yeah,
0: it's a good metaphor.
1: But I I do guess by Saturday morning, so let's see, when did they move in? I think Thursday or something, Friday.
0: Someone was there.
1: Uh, people, uh, actual officials started to show up on Saturday and it, it does say that by Saturday morning he was like kind of frazzled. Yeah. Like, uh, but he like had a list of everything they needed. Fuck. He was like, uh, and they were like, well, what do you need? And he was like bedding, food, water, oxygen, sanitary supplies, a generator uh or right, well a now i'm not
0: as impressed because he's just basically like what do we need we have nothing okay nothing he didn't prepare us for anything and everyone's like wow this guy knows his stuff so he, they have nothing we have shelter we have no food
1: trash cans hand sanitizer and shelter I'm that's what impressed. we found in this school
0: he got everybody in that school to agree that they didn't have anything
1: oh so funny it's funny, but it's
0: sad. Our hearts are with you, yeah, Houston. Texas. My cousin's there.
1: Really? Is your whole is your fam okay?
0: I think she's okay. <laughs> I I mean I haven't seen anything, but I kept trying to ask my dad. He was just like, "Yeah, we texted her last week." I was like, "Well, the hurricane was days ago. Have yeah. you checked in? This is the time you should check yeah, in." This is he the was time. like, "She's probably fine."
1: <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I hope so.
0: You sound really confident.
1: Sound like you know.
0: Yeah, and but that's why you don't live be in be Texas. would be a natural
1: leader with that confidence. Yeah, leader. You'd be able to leader. walk into a school, get, find that hand sanitizer, and get think people you in do order. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I was telling you, I get, like, when I meet groups of people for the first time, I get real shy. Yeah. So, but I like, like, with my own personal group of friends, I think I could be like, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. Uh, with strangers, though, I don't know.
0: Do you think your personal friends would be ready to accept you as their leader?
1: Um. Oh, or do you think you would
0: have people that would be like, "No, Hannah, I think I got it."
1: There I I bet there would be a mi- there would be a mix. I would not fight for a leadership role. I would be like, "If you really want this, yeah, you go for it." Yeah. I think I would have some great ideas to bring to the table mm-hmm. in an emergency <laughs> situation. I think I'm a good MacGyver. I can make weird stuff. Like, I'm not, like even stuff in our house that we need to fix. I'm like, well, if we get a wire and some duct, like I never fix it the right way. I always yeah. find a bizarre way to do it. So because of that, I think in an emergency situation, I would be good.
0: Yeah, I think I would be good. Uh, I w- My skill set would be like uh, filming everybody suffering <laughs> and then editing a video and putting it on like Indiegogo to try to raise some money.
1: Yeah. You take the real Werner Herzog a- yeah. approach. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I think that's what I would bring to the table. That's great. I think I could be a leader too, but.
1: Uh, Indiegogo is the way. I mean, that's the way of the world now. That's how everyone gets saved.
0: That is how everyone gets saved.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Indiegogo's. I just saw one. I didn't do a news story on it because when I was looking for your hometown news, I was like, I I used to do Indiegogo's of the week, but I think I know who you're talking about. The woman who raised like $40,000 for her family that was in a car wreck. Yeah, that's my.
0: That's my cop, my my little my basketball coach growing up. What? Yeah.
1: Oh, see, I should have. We can talk about. We it. We can still talk yeah. about it. I guess we should. If you, I get very excited when I do hometown news and hometown news and people know about I've it. I
0: donate um, whatever money I can to that. Good. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, here we go. Yeah, but you could keep. Yeah, I don't want to. No, you derail. tell.
1: No, you. T- we'll, we'll segue right into it. You tell, because I don't have it in front of me. What's her name?
0: So. It's uh, it's the Gondres family. Okay. And her son Kevin Gordus was my basketball coach um in middle school and he got into a car accident and had to be hospitalized and had a lot of brain damage and Yeah. You know, they were just raising money through the town. I mean, this is a family of, of a family that's been in my hometown for many years. Their kids played sports at the town and my town is like very People, there's a very big sense of pride for my town. Yeah. Uh, How we, big is it? It's about 80,000, I'd say. Okay. Um, and there's a lot of townies. People live there for mm-hmm. their whole life. Yeah. You know? Um, and this family has been in Fairland for a long time. And, like, Dave coached a lot of kid. Dave Gondras coached a lot of kids. And, um, you know, got into his car accident and... It's expensive, so yeah. they uh, started raising a lot of money to help pay these medical bills, and he's actually doing really well. Like he's oh, good. he's starting; they th- they believe he'll make uh, almost a full recovery. I mean, I think he'll have injuries that will always stay with him, but yeah, they've raised like I think like seventy percent of their goal. That's great. So.
1: And super fast too, right? Yeah, like the whole town was like, "We're down. Yeah, the
0: whole town was just like, "Let's get behind this person" because it's like, yeah, he really like. I mean, he coached my he coached me basketball for like probably two years, and like was just always around basketball, and like just like a very well liked family, very well liked family. People really respected them. Um, It's good to see that you know, like, yeah, to see a community get behind someone. and not kind of say, hey, you're, you're on your own. Um, but that, yeah.
1: I think that, uh, that is a plus side of social media and like how, uh, fricking plugged in we all are nowadays. Like it does make it very easy to access what's going on in your own community and like be a part of supporting somebody, Mm -hmm. which I think is really
0: great. Yeah. It's like before social media, they would have had like, they would have probably sold everything that they own. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right. they would have sold their house. They would have sold other like, personal items, mm-hmm. which they may have to do if they don't raise their money. But right now they d- they didn't do that. Yeah. They didn't need to do that. So yet yeah. or they would have had like a car wash and be like, you know, raising 500 bucks yeah. would have been like nuts. You know what yeah. I mean? But it's like now you raise 500 bucks on Indiegogo. You're like, that's not a very successful campaign. <laughs> you know?
2: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Back in the day, it would have been like a newspaper uh, ad for a, yeah Yeah like And if you didn't catch the news family? that
0: day You didn't know that Dave yeah. needed help Yeah You know But it is it is a good story Because he is doing a lot better and, That's great And the community really get, did get behind him and That's awesome As they should It's like Really good guy
2: Yeah Yeah
1: start doing your hometown news but I'm still going to save it. Cause yeah, save it. This is a good segue into speaking of community and like getting to know uh getting to know somebody. I just thought this was the cutest. Um this is in let's see where is it in Belleville. Um shoot. Belleville, is it? Illinois? Does that sound right? Crap. Okay, well it's Belleville. <laughs> um and this it's a trash uh the community has decided to like the local community trash guy is everyone's favorite person Uh he just i guess he knows like he's just a such a such a nice guy he's always like waving and smiling at everybody he always goes above and beyond he'll help people He'll, like, if people forget to bring their trash out, he'll, like, bring it out and still empty it. Mm-hmm. Kids, like, run out to bring him Gatorade and snacks and stuff, and he's just been the, the trash dude forever, and everyone loves him. And so the city is awarding him, like, the the key to the city. Wow. And they're having a parade soon for something, and he they are, like, honoring him in the parade because everybody just loves him so much. And it's a little farming town, and... uh. It's like a video that I watched about the the news story they did. It was like a news video. Yeah. Um I don't know why I said that like and it was an anomaly. Like so much news is on the television. Yeah. It was like a moving picture of <laughs> the news.
0: It was like moving images that were current events. Like
1: thousands and thousands of photos that made one smooth it was giving me information
0: <laughs> about a topic that was quite relevant.
1: Yeah. Like a news movie. Uh, So I watched it. (laughs) Um, But it's just really sweet. Everyone's like, yeah, blue collar. Like so many people are blue collar around here. It doesn't matter what kind of job you have. What matters is the type of person you are. Yeah, And that's what we all value here. And he is like one of the best community members here. Oh,
0: that's great. And I love that. I love that. I love that what you just said there. It's like they're in a community where like we live in a community where When you meet someone the first time, from my experience, within three minutes, the question of what do you do for a living is asked. Yes. And it's a question that's usually fueled. And it's like, you know, who are you is based on what you do and who you work for and Mm -hmm. where you work and how much money you make. Yeah. And in this community, it's more like, well, we all do the same, some type of the same thing. So it really doesn't matter because we know that um, it's easier to see that your job isn't who you are when everybody does the same sort of job. Yeah. Um, That's really cool. It's like, doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, I collect garbage. Well, I'm, you know, a cop or like I, you know, we're, we're really more blue collar middle class. So it's really about who is doing that job and how they do it. Yeah. That's, that's great.
1: I love it. Yeah. And I hate, yeah, I hate that question so much. What do you do? Cause it just like, I, I feel like a
0: hypocrite. I ask it. I ask it.
1: It's. Uh, I do. I mean, everybody does. Yeah. It's like a a conversational crutch, especially when you're meeting somebody for the first time. Yeah. It's a way of asking. Like, what we're really asking is, uh, who who are like,
2: how? What's important? What's to you? important? To I you? think that's
0: when I ask it. That's what I want to know. Yeah. Because you what what I do every day is important to me. So it's like if you ask that, you'll find out. Yeah. Um, but I agree. It's like. It really is just more of a conversational placeholder,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but I wish there was something else we could ask. I wish we could ask what's important to you.
1: Yeah, we should start. Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like there's a way you can ask that without not sound like without sounding intense and scary. What's important to yeah. you? Yeah,
0: <laughs> honestly though, no, I do that though. I'm yeah. very like. I'm trying to get out of the mo- like the the breaking the mold of like my the basic conversation. Yeah. with someone I don't know, just like having I think about like questions that are very specific that mm-hmm. like it can be uncomfortable cuz someone's like, "No, dude. I'm not right. we're not that close yet," <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yeah, cuz I find myself having the same sort of conversations, mm-hmm. like initial conversations with someone who I don't really know yet. Yeah. It's like a script
1: yeah um, and yeah i know exactly uh i do it too we all do it it's hard and it's hard to like break the habit of it and it's all kind of white noise too yeah it's just kind of like saying hello 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 over and over again yeah. <laughs> because it's all just like i even when you showed up today i was like how was your day yeah i went, yeah. To, it. I went to work cool like <laughs> great
0: okay <laughs> it just cool.
1: it always you, you tell like, me something <laughs> i tell you something
0: <laughs> yeah you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I love this this kid people brought him Gatorade.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think that's what what's also interesting about that is I wonder what happened first if he went, if the community, like if there was something that the community saw in him and they were like we're gonna really get behind this person and yeah, or you know like maybe there maybe maybe he was like a sadder guy when he was first doing this job and people yeah. in the community were like let's make let's make him feel important right. or was it that he went above and beyond. And the community responded. Because if it's, it's the first one and he went above and beyond after he saw the community get behind him. Yeah. Um, that's interesting, too. I
1: like that. You
0: know, like.
1: I like both. I think it's the second one. Based on the video I watched, it seems like he's just always been the nicest dude who's happy to just be working. Right. You know. But also, I don't know. I don't know his whole life story.
0: It's like Louis has Louis C.K. has a joke about, you know, him going to a Starbucks and the person, like, or some coffee shop, and the person's just, like, not pumped to be there. Just yeah. Like, what do you want? You know, yeah. like, very, like, you know, it's like, yeah, garbage man, not the greatest job. You yeah. know, quintessential, like, that's the exact job my mom would be like, whoa, you want to end up, like, a garbage <laughs> man? You know? Yeah. But, like, there's, there's an honorable way to go about these jobs, you mm-hmm. know? Like, if you're going to have a shitty job, and I like to think I live would live this way, but, like, if you're going to have a shitty job, it's so like, do it well. Yeah. Bring some vibrato to it, you yeah. know? And clearly this guy was like, you know what? I am a garbage man, but, like, that's not who I am. I am a great man. Yeah. Not a garbage man. <laughs> and I'm going to do my job like that. Yeah. Did it say what kind of stuff he would do, like, go, as as far as, like, was going like above helping.
1: Um, The main thing they talked about, which I thought was funny, I assume there's more to this, but the main thing in the movie, the, the the news movie that they talked about was bringing people's trash cans out without them asking they just kept referring to that like if you forget to bring your trash can out he'll run up there and he'll get it and he'll bring it and do it for you and then bring it all the way back but i assume like elsewhere in the community he's probably also been uh, a really good dude yeah but that's kind of the the sentence you just said is like sort of what he says at the end he's like do i think this is my calling i don't know i don't know if i have i feel like any job is my calling right like any job i do it's not about the job or who, like, what job I do. It's about who I am and how I go about my day and the person that you become and how you interact with the people around you. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think that that idea is applicable to every part, to everything. Yeah. Anything you do. Um, you know, to in sports, it's like, you know, if you're a team that is winning but you're cheating,
2: you yeah. know, yeah. people are
0: taking steroids or you're yeah. in college and you're giving scholarships and paying yeah. you know pla you know stuff like that. It's like it doesn't matter about what you do, what you win, how much money you make, you know, if you're if you're like a Bernie Madoff guy and you've made all this money and you yeah. like have been cheating people, it's like you know, people get can get caught up at like what is you do, the glam, yeah. The money rather than how are you doing it?
1: Yeah. And what what's important what's important to you. Yeah. Yep. I agree. It's also
0: like, if I may add to this.
1: Yes, please add.
0: Um hmm. you know, like the the more the stressful a job is, the more complicated it is, the more money you make. It seems that the quality of work and the quality of person that's doing that work kinda decreases. Yeah. You know, like you hear like you hear sometimes like, you know, corporate guys that do a job and it's nine to five and they like it because they make enough money and they can see their family and they choose to not take a promotion or not yeah. climb because they're going to be working so much they're not going to be able to be yeah. a quality person. They're not yeah. going to be there for their kids. You know, they're not going to be there for their wife and the work and when they're the people that they work with, they're going to treat like shit because the stress is going to get to them. Yeah. So like this guy probably was just like, look, I can do this job and I can, Contribute to the society in my way. Yeah. Even though it's not an all-star type platform. You yeah. Know, to do it on. I don't know. That's my last.
1: Yeah, I agree with all of that. I really do. I always am like talking about how I hate money, how it's necessary. You need to have enough to not be stressed, but once it gets beyond that, it kind of turns into this like crazy uh, whirlpool. Yeah. Yeah. And and you start. I feel like people start to lose who they can lose not everybody some people are rich and like really nice people uh but you can start to lose sight of like what is actually important in life because mm-hmm. you're so focused on that dollar yeah and i hate it i really hate it so i love yeah i love this and i love the blue co- i love this blue collar town yeah <laughs> that's like we're all farmers
0: where where was we're, it in, in
1: belleville okay uh... yeah it seems like um uh... Oh, I think it's oh. There's a lot of Bellevilles. It's um, maybe it was Texas, but I want to say think it was people
0: that live in smaller towns and cities just have it a little bit more figured out. I do too. They're not as caught up.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Albers, Illinois. The okay. the, the news the the news movie company <laughs> is <laughs> news movie <mommy> picture show. <laughs> so it must be Belleville uh, County. Yeah, Illinois. Mm. Sorry, I just interrupted you. No,
0: no. I was just saying I think like people who live in smaller towns, like even in my town, it's like what well, pe- on a- if you averaged the peop like on a- the people that live in LA, if you were able to average their whatever is festering in their mind, whatever problems yeah. festering in their mind, on average it would be something that's probably um kinda not grounded. Like yeah. just like a little <laughs> bit like really <laughs> that's what you've been thinking about for all week you know uh you know whereas you go to a small town and what's festering them is seems to be a little bit more like yeah totally warranted like these people in uh houston yeah it's like all week they've been like fuck this thing is gonna rock our shit can i curse sorry yeah yeah you're fine (laughs) whereas like all week we've we've been like you've been like i gotta get someone on my podcast you know and (laughs) It's like, uh, you know, just take a, take a look at the gar- take a look at the garbage man and be like, well, that's a simple right? life. But even the garbage men in L.A. are like, I gotta get my someone on my podcast, you
2: know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Okay, this one this one's kind of for I almost I found this article and I was gonna set it aside and save it for the next time I have Charles on the podcast uh-huh. again uh but am I you're, getting his, it? you're his friend so it
0: that's right i am charles's friend <laughs> everybody i'm charles Mockler's friend charles one of the first comedians i met really yeah Good. i could tell you off air it, it doesn't really have anything to do with this but yeah
1: um so charles my boyfriend and noah's real life friend yeah. uh he loves samosas so so much loves Samosas. Oh, the Indian food? Mm-hmm.
0: One of my faves. Uh oh good. Okay. Yeah. So Big you'll, fan.
1: you'll appreciate this as well. I love
0: does he love Indian food? Yes. Do you? Yes. We have to go to Badmash <laughs> yes. downtown. Okay. It is to die for.
1: Oh shoot. I wish I mean I'm glad I have a show tonight, but if I didn't I say I would yeah, say we should yeah. all three go after this. No,
0: yeah, next time.
1: Okay, next time. Uh so there, there's uh this charity called Muslim Aid in India. And they just made the world's largest samosa. Mm -hmm. So they're killing two birds with one stone. They were like, we want to put something in the Guinness Book of World Records. And also we want to feed the homeless. So 12 volunteers got together, spent 15 hours crafting a 337 pound samosa at a mosque in London. Okay, sorry. So this is in London, not India. It's in India news. Uh it is called muslim aid it is in london got it that's the geography (laughs) of the whole thing um they wanted to make the larger than ever version of this popular food to demonstrate visually how the people of muslim faith worked tirelessly throughout the year in particular uh doing doing charitable acts to support the unfortunate in the community so uh The Guinness, I think it's, this part made me laugh the hardest. Uh, The Guinness Book of World Records educator, uh, Pravin Patel, had to come and judge. And his, the quote they have him saying is, it's got to be triangular, contain flour, potatoes, onions, and peas, be fried, and retain the shape when cooked. And it's got to look and feel like a samosa. Plus, it all has to be eaten, no wastage. (laughs) Like, it just made me realize every time a judge has to come in for something insane, in the they they like have all these specifications. Yeah. And they're like, samosa? Well, it's got to have peas. It's got to have potatoes. It's got to have flour.
0: Biggest couch? Well, it's got to have pillows. It's got to be able to be sat on. It's got to have... It's just like, do you know everything? But it's also like, yeah, that's what a samosa, samosa is. is. <laughs> We're attempting to... We know what's supposed to be in it.
1: We're not trying to cheat.
0: Yeah not just like a biggest pizza listen there. chef that you're that, who's trying to make it i know you've been making pizzas for 30 years but let me tell you what's gotta have it's gotta, it's gotta, have gotta cheese gotta have crust marinara sauce yeah a pizza it's just bigger it's not like different ingredients that is yep. an incredible job um you have to like approach every go every go to work and be like look i'm gonna be a know-it-all today and,
2: yeah.
0: oh that's so annoying
1: i love it uh, so, here's the stats on the giant samosa. Uh, 220 pounds of potatoes. Damn. 55 pounds of onion. 33 pounds of peas. Plus 97 pounds of flour and uh, traditional Indian spices. Uh, that they were. And then they were ultimately placed inside of a custom-made deep fat fryer. Uh, and it weighed 244 pounds. Or that, the last one, that one weighed 244. What was this the, was 270. What were the
0: sides? What was the measurement of the, like...
1: It's not, it's not saying what the six feet dimensions were. Six are. feet But yeah, it's for sure... Here, I'll show you a photo. Let it's the size that. of a Holy human. balls. It's the size of a fat guy laying down, kind of. Or like a <laughs> fat kid. That looks great. Kid. I don't know. It's really round. I don't know why I'm insisting that whoever would be laying down would be fat.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't um, know. It's the size of a fat kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um and then yeah and then they once the uh the Guinness judge was like great that's a samosa yeah. then they cut it all up and um fed the community
0: with it fed home, fed you mm-hmm. know hungry people Yeah That's great It is great I like that um Honestly I really want to try cuz I love samosas Yeah Um and what's good about that that story <laughs> Is that they took something in their culture, Hannah, and they used it for good. Yeah. And I think there needs to be more stories in the bigger news um, networks that show this kind of stuff. Yeah. Because all you see, especially on the culture of Islam, is is bad things. And that is not the culture of islam
2: yeah it's not true. that i'm gonna
0: speak on it. i'm a jewish <laughs> man but i can tell you that that is they are very good people yeah. like any other religion they have bad people have bad people in their religion and that doesn't mean they're all bad
1: yeah there's good and bad every every freaking culture yeah
0: well that's why the, that's why you're showing this on this podcast because yeah. your 40 million listeners are gonna be like yeah
2: uh-huh,
0: that's right that's right that's right those are good people <laughs> Yeah, I, I fucking love samosas. I I I like to think uh, one of the if there were homeless people that um, had never had a samosa before, that was their first time. Yeah,
1: they'd be like, "This is great."
0: Yeah, and they assume every time they go to a restaurant that a samosa is like six feet by six feet by <laughs> yeah. six feet. Like this isn't.
1: Why this is this doesn't samosa? look like a fat kid laying down? Yeah,
0: this is. I like the fat kid laying down dish. <laughs> um, but yeah. that's cool. So what did it? So it got into the Guinness Book of World Records.
1: Hmm uh it beat the last one by 26 pounds that is big also i like this because so last week oh wait no i'm sorry i thought it said uh 270 pounds that was the weight of the potatoes or something though no it beat it by 100 pounds oh wow so this one was 337 the it last seems like it's one it's not
0: a challenging fee it's just whoever decides that they want to do it you know what i mean it's yeah. like i feel like i could do i could beat that <laughs> if i wanted to i really do I mean, I've never made really? a samosa from scratch in life, but I'm sure I could look up the ingredients. They're all the same. You just make more it's of it.
1: peas as potatoes. Yeah. I'll just ask
0: the Guinness people how to yeah. make it. It's
1: got to look like a samosa. Yeah. Got to taste like a samosa. I love that guy. <laughs> Me too. Uh, yeah, but I like this too because, like you were saying, there needs to be more stories like this of – like I like that it's bringing a personal culture and sharing it in a positive way. Um, Last week I talked about uh, combating hate. And one of the ways it talks about is just like, uh, yeah, empathy is the biggest one, but like sharing, uh, sharing cultures, bridging the gaps between people uh, and becoming involved with one another and also doing positive uh, to take away from hate. Like, have something else that is a positive action mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with whatever people are focusing on the hate about. Right. So, like, that's what the media does the worst job about. They just, it kind you of feeds like, into it.
0: that these people weren't like, look, we're not going to talk about what's going on. We're just going to feed people and yeah. get into the Guinness Book of World Records. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, rather yeah. than being, I guess, more focused on, like, here's... You're the problems eats and samosa. Is that is that what you mean?
1: Well, I just mean like, um, yeah, I guess so. In the bigger picture of it, but the idea of like sharing your own culture, and then having that be in like just right. sharing like first having of all bridging would... the gap mm-hmm. like you were talking about, and sharing the good parts about your culture, and then also the idea of highlighting positive things in general as as opposed to negative stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's really, really important. I mean, like, I love any opportunity. I mean, I, I, I'm i not comparing, um, you know, obviously the culture that I share hasn't, um, been portrayed poorly in, in contemporary society, you know, but I love the chance to even, even still, I love being able to share my Jewishness with someone. Yeah. I get excited, um, to if I like last night I went to a potluck dinner so I made a Jewish dish nice um, it's called kugel and um, it was great and yeah. everybody loved it yeah you know and they had a questions and they were like so I imagine what can come from this is these people that are eating samosa said ask about the samosa yeah. and every food that's attached to a culture usually has a cultural significance probably in its survival yeah you know what I mean like people Jew- Jewish people in Eastern Europe ate kugel because it's cheap. Mm-hmm. It was filling. It's warm, you know? Yeah. And they during World War II, it's like you needed a food like that. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of money, and it was very, very cold, and you had people living in shtetls and, and, you know, so like yeah. something like this. I don't know what the cultural significance of samosa is. Yeah. But I imagine it's cheap. Yeah. You know, it's definitely filling. Um, you can you could get a variety of uh, vitamins and minerals. In yeah, it, you know you got
1: potatoes and peas. Yeah, and so onions. through
0: this, it's like people could kibitz and eat, mm-hmm. and they can ask about what is what is a samosa? Why is important? You know yeah. what I mean? So people can learn. Food is the key to empathy. Almost, I was
1: just realizing that. I was just thinking potlucks could save the world if we just had a yeah. giant potluck with everybody, right? Like sitting down and eating there's a woman in long beach who uh she has been feeding the community for a long time like 14 years i think and it started out as a feeding the hungry and feeding the homeless and then it has slowly turned into like a uh community thing and in the story they talk about like uh, it's not people who just need food now. It's also the community. So it's people who are fine and middle-class like us doing fine, at, sitting next to people who are homeless and ha- sharing a meal and like having conversations. Yeah. It happens. Well, let's say we got to have more po- We Got to have more potlucks. Gotta have more
0: potlucks. You gotta, I, li- I love this food stuff. It's just such a good way to bring people together because I think majority of people, or I will say majority of America's popular vote, yeah. um, <laughs> Is able to has the ability to have dinner with someone that's different than them, yeah, and listen to them, yeah. Maybe not agree, but listen. And the only yeah. way you can get someone to agree with you is to empathize, and a meal is yeah. a great way to facilitate that discussion. Yep, I love it.
1: I agree with. I agree with all of that. Um,
0: I feel like I'm almost campaigning right now for some yeah. sort of. <laughs> This is just another stop on my PR tour.
1: <laughs> okay, let's see. Uh, now we are to. I'll do Animal Corner before I do Hometown News. I think cool. I did everything else. Okay. Uh, animal corner. I just talk about some animal news. That's what that is. Um, these okay. So in British Columbia, there's been so many fires happening. Also, uh, uh-huh. like in Montana, Montana's just on fire. Charles's sister and a bunch of my friends live there. Mm-hmm. They like have not been able to do outside things really? because it's so much so smoky. And then wow. I know I guess British Columbia has ex- been experiencing the same thing. Two point five million acres have burned up. So a bunch of farmland and people have been losing their money, their money, their farms, tons of money, their homes, like uh, costs. They estimate $377 million in costs like have been lost to this fight to these fires. Forty five thousand. I keep forgetting to turn my alarm off. Sorry. Forty five thousand people have been forced out of their homes since early July. That's like less than a, that's a month. Yeah. A month and a half. So, um, these people, they were they have a sheep farm and they were kind of waiting out the fire, but then it just started to get way too close. And they were like, okay, uh, we have, to, we gotta, we gotta go. Um, there was helicopter bombers happening all around them and they were like, okay, we, we gotta get out of here. So they took their border collies and their family. Um, but they had to leave behind, they have a flock of 90 sheep and two, is it marima sheepdogs marima sheepdogs i don't know how to say it but they had to leave them behind because it's like they're going to stay in a hotel they can't bring 90 sheep Mm -hmm. with them so they just had to leave them and kind of hope for the best um i think
0: they leave the sheep
1: yeah because they're like we can't they have acres and acres of land and they just have to get out of there yeah um because their house might burn down so they left 35 pound of dog food out like for their two sheep dogs and they kind of hoped for the best they were not they couldn't come home the fires were so bad that they couldn't come home for 20 days um the only Where'd time they go uh i think just into a nearby town and like stayed at they just had to evacuate, yeah, far away from the fires. So either friends' houses or hotels. They came back. They had to run back at one point to open up the gate to make sure that if the sheep were alive, they could get to water, right? Like a lake nearby. So then a month later, they come home and their sheep dogs. Both of their sheep dogs are there with all of the sheep. Like the sheep dogs saved. The sheep, just
0: protecting the sheep, uh-huh,
1: moving them away from the fire and like wow. staying away from it. And I think three of their neighbors' homes burned. Um, so, didn't. yeah, their, theirs didn't burn, and they all their sheep stayed
0: alive. Wow, those dogs!
1: So cool. Sheep dogs are this so crazy. Is, it, is a
0: sheep dog just dogs that like whatever dog is working with the sheep? you call it a sheep dog, or is that a specific a type of specific dog? It's a
1: specific one. It's these white guys. These okay. like the Border collies, I feel like are sheepdogs too, but these are like specific
0: sheepdogs. And they're br- bred or trained to look at sheep or
1: They're bred and trained, I think, but it's also something it's a shepherd the shepherd dog, it's like kind of what they naturally do. They I it's think. in
0: their genes of so- some Yeah.
1: They've been doing it for years and years. Wow. Um they saved all
0: these sheep. Dogs are smart.
1: They're so smart.
0: They really are. Like they, I, I on the sidewalk, uh, which I told you about, walk dogs.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And I, and I really try to, um, challenge them to see how smart they are. <laughs> um, like very small things, you yeah. know, like, um, like I'll call its name a bunch yeah. of times just to see if he react, if they yeah. react. Um, I'll be like, Rhonda, 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 Rhonda. And they'll be like, you know, fans, you can't see what I'm doing now. I'm He's turning my turning head like head a dog. Every time. Um, but they're so smart.
1: Yeah. When you said challenge challenge them to see how smart they are, <laughs> the way you said that sentence, I thought you meant like how a teacher challenges like their inner, like challenging them to see their inner. Yeah. <laughs> like a teacher challenging you. I want them to, to see to what be they're capable of. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, you're more than just a terrier mix. Okay. <laughs>
1: You could go to college someday. Yeah, you okay? could. Okay? You'd be your the potential. first one in your family to go
0: to college. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they're just like very um, intelligent. They're very, you know, I feel like primally they're very intelligent. You know, anything primal that's kind of like supposed to be ingrained in them, it's so impressive. Whereas like humans don't have a primal instinct. I feel like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, I feel like most of our primal instincts are messed up. <laughs>
0: Here's a question for you. Do you think it's possible that uh, that I had the, instead of the they left the f- sheep with sheepdogs. Mhm. They left the sheep with like, you know, Charles <laughs> or just like a regular human. Yeah. You know, that didn't know that ha- that didn't know anything about like how to sh- you know, how to be a sheepdog. Yeah. I feel like a human would probably fuck that job up.
1: Oh, a human would leave the sheep. Yeah. Like, we would be like, sorry. Like, that's the other thing. Dogs are so loyal. The right. humans did leave the sheep. They yeah. were like, sorry. <laughs> and
0: the dog's like, really? <laughs> of course. This is why we ne- they're like, this is why we didn't want to get sheep. <laughs> yeah. We knew we were going to have to take we, care of we them.
1: We knew you were going to leave it all on us. Yeah. He said, don't mm-hmm. get a pet unless you're ready. You got what, ninety sheep and now we're left taking care of it. That's what my dad said to
0: us about having a dog. <laughs> my dad's a sheepdog.
1: <laughs> yeah. Sheepdog and a natural leader. Just like these sheep. These sheep could have gone into a or these sheepdogs could have gone into a school. Yeah. An empty school. And they would have known right what to do. Okay, let's see. Last, uh, Now we're on to hometown news. How oh, sweet. Hometown news. I fucking can't wait. Um, First, let's see. I have two little things. Uh, a woman in Fair Oaks just turned 110. Fair Oaks? Fair Lawn, sorry. Fair, Fair Oaks. Right. Is there a Fair Oaks nearby? I don't know. Fair Lawn. Uh, uh, Noah's from Fair Lawn, New Jersey. Yeah. I don't know if we said that when we were talking about the other thing, but that's where he's at. 10 miles from New York City. That's right, dude. That's so. Sh- I was thinking about that. Like in Los Angeles, ten miles away, you would just say, "I'm from Los Angeles," you know, because right. L.A. is so huge. That's why I
0: tell people from New York. Yeah. Cause it's like really close.
1: It's that's so close. And if I
0: tell people from New York, then they don't ask me where, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, or the, it, it's usually a conversation stopper. Right. And when we're being, when I'm being led into one of those conversations that we were talking yeah. about.
1: Yeah. Where are you from? What do you do?
0: <laughs> yeah. If I say New Jersey, they say what County, what exit? Yeah. What, you know, it's like, shut the fuck up. You don't care. You're just trying to fill the time to your fucking boyfriend right now. <laughs> <laughs> Comes back from the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. No,
1: um, yeah, 10 miles away. That's so, so short. Yeah. It's so, so small over there. Uh, so she just turned 110. What? And yeah, she's now the, okay, this is kind of funny and morbid at the same time. So she now is the oldest person in, uh, in New Jersey because the day that she had this birthday, the woman who previously was the oldest died. <laughs> same day so the woman who was 112 died and this woman turned 110 so now she is the oldest woman in New Jersey
0: she was like what's her name
1: Uh, her name is Laura Abelitas
0: she was like Laura you're the you're the oldest person in New Jersey and she was like what (laughs) 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 what (laughs) that's a good one that's my (laughs) bad what (laughs) you're the oldest person are you my son? Like, just has no idea. Yeah, that's an accomplishment that I'm sure you can't really appreciate. I
1: guess she's kind of still. Uh, she's like still doing okay, though. I mean, she, she, she can still walk around a little bit and is like still kind of like they had an interview with her, so she's still doing okay. She's still like conversational. And she's, on,
0: What's what, Uh Ah, uh, uh obulitas.
1: Obulitas. It'd be great if it was. Abuelita. Yeah.
0: That would be fitting. No, um, I don't know her. Is that what you're trying to ask me?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know her?
0: No.
1: Um, she said basically her trick because every time somebody turns old like this, the news is like, what's your trick to stay in old? Yeah. You know? It's and like the hackiest question. <laughs> I know.
0: What's your trick?
1: <laughs> what do you do? And no but trick. she said she's uh she's just always filled with love, basically. Her story is kind of crazy. Yeah, what is it? Um, people have also said about her, she's never been in a bad mood. She's always pleasant to everyone. And she, so she's from Peru and, um, she had six kids and she also took in, in addition to those six kids, four children, who like were transient and didn't really have homes or their home life was bad. She like, so 10 kids, Wow. her husband, uh, had an accident at his work and became too disabled to continue to work. So she had to support those six kids and four kids, um, by being a seamstress and would stay up a lot of nights till like three or four in the morning. Uh, but continued to be like a very kind person. Every single one of her kids, uh, went to college. And like has a family, wow. her kids moved to America and ended up. She ended up coming with them. They went and got her and brought her to the USA in the in the nineteen eighty. Um, now she has grandkids and great grandkids as well. She, uh, but also she's been alive there. Let's see through historical innovations, the Model T Ford. She was alive for the invention the of that. Yeah, uh, television, computer. But she says <laughs> she always says. Why does everyone spend so much time with their
0: phones?
1: These Classic. kids and their dang
0: phones. Kids and their We're on Indiegogo,
1: friends. okay? We're on Indiegogo yeah. saving lives.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're, we're putting out podcasts, okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that's cool.
1: I love that her life story seems awesome. Yeah. And she's just a kind, kind lady, and that's I why she's so old. I love people.
0: Old-
1: they are awesome. So much to learn.
0: Yeah. I love not grumpy old people.
1: Yeah, there there we go. You yeah. know,
0: I, I get scared that my parents are going to be grumpy I get, when they get older. Yeah. Because they can be a little grumpy now, and I'm like, you know, this isn't good. <laughs> You're going to be like the woman that, like, my mom's going to be like the person I can ever uh, take to dinner parties. Yeah. Or take to the Oscars <laughs> when I go to them.
1: to so be like, oh, this yeah. meat is... This meat is chewy. Yeah, like like, it goes- is too cold in here.
0: <laughs> it's like, mom, you're at the Oscars. Too cold. <laughs> too- I have to leave. My category's up right now. <laughs> well, tell them to email it to Turn you. Turn
1: the heat up, and I'll come back next yeah. year. <laughs>
0: I'll come back next year. <laughs> yeah, it's um, ah, that's so cool. I, always, I I I also fascinated by like, like I was I was doing laundry in my apartment the other day, and there was mm-hmm. this old guy smoking a cigarette, like really old guy. And he's, like, staring at me. Yeah. Like, the whole time. <laughs> and I'm, I mean, I imagine he's thinking, man, I would love to be your age again. Right. Right? I would, maybe not, but, like.
1: Maybe he was really judging how you were doing your laundry. I guess. He's maybe like, yeah, like, like, I would kill to be that age again. I would do it correctly.
0: Yeah, do it. And I'd do it the right way. <laughs> but, like, I mean, it's just, like, crazy because, like, they literally are living in a different mm-hmm. world um
1: i think about that just getting older like you're the same i don't know for some reason when you see older people you don't see them as younger people they're
0: really they're the
1: same person but in a different body you're like your same soul just your body is different and that's crazy to think about i think about myself being in an older body yeah i'm like oh it would be frustrating sometimes yeah
0: i mean like my dad plays basketball every day and he's 63 and like eventually, you know, he's not going to to play anymore. And I know it's going to bother him. Yeah, Like, I know he's going to, it's going to be hard for him to not play anymore. And he may put off not playing for a while, you know, but it's frustrating. Like if you are used to, if you're an athlete and then you get old, it's like you really have to stop. Um, Also, it's interesting about getting old is, um, and I went to, when I went home, I went to go see my great aunt Sally and my Mm -hmm. great uncle Max. Or my mom's aunt and uncle's. My mom's mom's sister and okay. her husband. So, you know, we went and saw him and, and he, my Uncle Max is a big photographer. Like, always, like, has, that's what he did his whole career. Yeah. Took photos of all the family events. And he gave us, like, a slideshow of, like, he had photos from, like, 1960 to now. Oh, cool. And he gave us this slideshow of, like, you know, barbecues when my mom was a kid at, yeah. like, her parents' house. And they're going through these slideshows, and, like, all the people that they were, like, they're dead now. They're dead now. Yeah. They're dead. They passed away a long mm-hmm. time ago. It's, like, when you get that old, how many of your friends Yeah, you see die? That's yeah. insane to me.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, like, mostly what – and that's kind of what you uh, – well, I don't know because I'm not old, but uh, when I've overheard conversations of, like, my grandparents with each other or with their friends. Yeah. Like uh, – My grandpa who passed away, he has a twin brother and they would get on the phone and just talk to each other like every week. And it was real. I didn't get to listen to it as much as my mom did because she actually did hospice with him for a long time. Uh, Big shout out to my mom for that. Um, But they would just get together and talk about The stuff and then they would talk about like who was passed away and then they would talk about being old like my grandpa would be like i'm in diapers right now (laughs) and like his twin brother would be like that's crazy i'm having a hard time with it like yeah just
0: i think what's important that i like to remember as i get old is to not be so prideful yeah you know like if my ears aren't working get a hearing aid yeah you know if i'm shitting my pants Put a fucking diaper on, you know, yeah. like life shouldn't stop because yeah. I'm a stubborn c- dick. Yeah. You know,
1: I feel like oh, that's a good no, because I feel like I could do that as well. I get very like, don't help me. Don't help me. I can do it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I know I can't hear it and I want to keep it that way. <laughs> don't tell me I can't hear. I know it. <laughs> you know, uh, but that's a great story.
1: Yeah. Good life. Um, very good life. Good life. And now she's the oldest. She took the crown, the oldest one
0: in New Jersey. I can't imagine. Do, do you want? How do you want to live to be that old? Like, would you want to be the oldest person in California?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: I feel like the oldest person in California is probably like 198 and looks like they're 40. <laughs>
1: yeah, and doesn't <laughs> tell anyone that yeah. she's actually 198. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, like nobody knows. <laughs> she's like, sorry,
0: uh, where's my audition? <laughs> yeah. um,
1: yeah, uh, I don't know. If, maybe if I had a really, really big family, I got to see all the time. Yeah, but I still have not successfully. What's the oldest off you want
0: to live till?
1: I feel like the 80s is good. I'm chill with 80s. 80s. Yeah, although it just depends. It depends on how it's going. Like my friend's grandmother is 92, and she really healthy. Uh, yeah, she's great. She's like such a cool lady i like saw her a couple weeks ago and she was telling me all these awesome stories walking around the house she can still cook she like is totally sustainable all by herself 92 years old uh lives alone and is like doing fine that's great so if i was like on that level then great i i say as soon as i'm like is it starts to get really hard but then i don't know i was thinking this is morbid too i was thinking about that like dying is so scary like from yeah. a, a distance, you can be like, "Yeah, I don't know. I'll call it when I'm 90." But when you get there, you're like, "This is the light. I gotta let go of this life." Yeah. This is great. This has been such a good journey. I don't want to go let go yet.
0: Yeah. You know, it's my. I was with my aunt, aunt, my great aunt, my great aunt Sally, and my great uncle Max. <laughs> um, they had such a. They were very. They were very joking about dying. Yeah. And it was it was calming. mm mm-hmm. Because it was like. You Know they're gonna die, they yeah. know they've accepted it, yeah. And they've, and I think they can accept this because they lived a happy life, yeah. And it's just gonna happen, and there's yeah. nothing you could do about it. But I used to freaking I don't do it as more, but I used to really lie awake when I was a kid and like not be able to sleep and like go up to my parents uh, in the middle of the night, and be like, What happens when, when you, you die? die? I need to know, do you know, mom and dad? <laughs> like, demanding an answer, no, go home, go to sleep, yeah. Um. Very fascinated with that question. I I really. It, sometimes if I lie awake and I'm thinking about it, it really can keep me up. Me too. I'm just like, what? what? What is
1: happens? it? Happens. Where do it I sucks go? That the only way to find out is to die. Yeah. It's not like one of those other things in life that you're curious about and you just go try it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> do you ever think about? I guess we're, we've already answered that, but like I'll I'll just say I'll think about dying. Hmm. Uh, and I think about being at my funeral. Yeah. Like watching my funeral from afar as yeah. a ghost. Yeah,
1: Tom sawyer in it up. And, and seeing
0: who came <laughs> and being surprised and being yeah. disappointed by who came.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, he just walked in, but Charles has a Charles has his funeral all, all planned out. Does He's he? He's got all sorts of tricks he wants to do.
0: That's good.
1: He wants somebody to turn him into a puppet so he can sit in the... Front row with like a hat on his <laughs> <head>. <laughs> statue. <laughs> statue, and eventually like start. He's got too many tricks up his sleeves. He has all his songs played. Like you know how some people are like, this is gonna be my wedding song. Yeah, Charles has, has all his funeral songs oh, and the God. songs that he wants to play at the party. Uh, oh yeah, and he has a book of grievances for everyone who's he's wronged. Who's, who's wronged him. A book so they oh, can wrong you. Yeah, so they can
0: know. Noah, you didn't let me a pen at a mic.
1: Uh. <laughs> Charles says you'll see. Um. <laughs> okay, wait, let's see. One last, um, one last little good news thing from your hometown. This is in Glen Rock. Is Glen Rock? Yeah, Glen Rock. Okay. Town next door. Okay, great. So this makes sense because where it's I got like my,
0: that's right, my first job.
1: Ah. You'd One of fall. my first jobs. Uh, next town over, is that like five miles away? Or is no. it further? Okay. I mean,
0: next town is right next to it. <laughs> no, <I'm-> <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're connected.
1: Okay. So it's like same... Uh, Area, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it borders it. Okay. because Fairlawn, Because uh, Fairlawn's high school did this thing and there's a... There's a salon in Glen Rock who opened up on this past Sunday. It's the Beleza Salon and Spa. Um, And they... On Saddle River Road? uh, Oh. Maybe. Let me Google it really quick. Um, You don't have to if you don't want to. No, I want to know. (laughs) Uh, They opened up on Sunday. All the the salon artists... What's the word? (laughs) Salon? When you do salon?
0: Um cut
1: hair? Yeah.
0: <laughs> they do, all came I do in salon.
1: <laughs> They were doing their salon on um Sunday and they opened it up and all the like they cut everybody's hair and all the proceeds are going to and all the high schoolers from Fairlawn came in and volunteered and Oh, music is starting again. Sorry. Sorry, God. folks uh all the high schoolers came in and volunteered and all the uh all the proceeds are going to um two different charities wow. so they're going to the children's therapy center academy and also uh the american cancer society wow yeah so all the high schoolers from fairlawn came they cleaned everything they washed everything they worked the reception desk and the stylist there we go stylist salon artist
0: right. <laughs>
1: um they did uh haircuts highlights and manicures and donated everything wow that's good news
0: there you go Mm Mhm. doing good my hometown
1: uh beleza salon is on prospect okay i know it great
0: what what uh publication is this out of it is nj.com
1: uh yeah
0: that's right (laughs) i know our publications
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah, the news movie on here <laughs> showed all about it.
0: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now to the part good. where I get to ask you about, uh, personal good news. Yeah. Story.
0: Uh, it could be from any, from my past. Yes. Okay. Cause I had, I had one from my past. That's Or both. if you
1: have some from the future, that would yeah. also
0: be nice. <laughs> I mean, more like current day. Yeah, I feel yeah. like anything Anytime. current day is too hack.
1: Yeah, like I don't hack, need to tell you about how hack. well I'm
0: doing out here. <laughs> um,
1: past, yeah, past, was, present, uh, and future.
0: When I was in fourth grade, um, I came home from summer camp.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: My brother and I went to sleepaway camp, the same sleepaway camp. My sister didn't; she is not sleepaway camp, sleep camp, sleepaway camp material. <laughs> and uh, my mom and dad and my sister picked us up from the bus stop, and we went back to the house. And we went, we were all in my brother's room and we we're all sitting in a circle because my mom had something that she had to tell us. Oh, okay. And, you know, we were like, what's going on? Yeah. And she said that um, she has cancer, oh. um, that she was diagnosed when we left for camp, started going through chemo. She literally, the day they dropped us off for camp that summer, yeah. that afternoon, my mom, and my dad went to because she was having some symptoms that, yeah. or she was taking some tests and some things showed up. So, yeah. um, she the day that they dropped us off for camp this summer, they went to a doctor who said that my mom had stage two ovarian oh cancer. Gosh. And then on visiting day,
2: yeah.
0: So, so here, let, so let's go. So she's long, telling us, yeah. How right? long
1: is sleepaway camp? Just
0: quick. uh, we went for two months. We okay. went for that's eight a weeks. long sleepaway. Camp. Yeah, that
1: is a sleep away yeah we were gone they were like get the hell
0: out of the house Your, are my dad was like your mother and i need to have sex um <laughs> and learn what it's like to be with each other again yeah um so when when my mom was telling us you know she's like i have ovarian cancer but like the reason why i say it, good news is because she was basically like i have ovarian cancer yeah but i've been taking chemo and i've been responding amazing to it yeah. that i pretty much am cured i'm, I'm almost Holy cured cow, already. yeah um, you know, they caught it in time. Stage two is very manageable. And they got great doctors. And, you know, by the time she told us, she only had like three more months of chemo.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Um, and, you know, that, that it was good that it was good that she yeah. was gonna that she's gonna be fine. And she was like, uh, you know, right now I'm wearing a wig uh and i am hysterical crying as soon as i hear cancer i start i start crying yeah my sister already knew because she had been home that summer yeah i'm hysterical crying um and my brother when my mom says that she has a wig my brother just starts dying laughing (laughs) he's just like what that's hilarious you have a wig how old is your brother he's five years old he's, he's 30. um so i was in fourth grade i was what uh eight no. 10? Yeah.
1: yeah, that's right. 8, 9, I feel like is fourth. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And he, so he was like 15. Uh,
1: that's too old to be making fun of yeah, a Yeah, he was
0: like dying. <laughs> he was like, that's great, mom. You have a wig? And I kind of remember when they came on visiting day that summer, yeah. I remember looking at her hair and being like, that looks different. Yeah. I didn't say anything though, but I remember thinking that. Yeah. I didn't ask her because I was like, whatever, she's probably got a new hairdo. Yeah. Because um, her wig looked very much like her normal hair. Yeah. But it was just uh, just di- a little different. Yeah. Like a little bit more kept, uh, kept whatever kept, mm-hmm. well-mannered, groomed. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Salon artists yeah. did a good job.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, that she was crazy to hear like, hey, I have cancer. And we're like, oh, but it's going to be okay. And we're like, okay, okay. cool. That's great, you know. Yeah. Um, It was a very emotional couple of months. And then the next summer, um, and please, if you have, if you need to interrupt me and ask any questions, you may. Yeah. But the next <laughs> summer, they they picked us up, my brother and I, from the bus. And they brought us into my brother's room. Oh, no. And we're all getting in a circle. And I'm like, before my, my mom's like, I have something to tell you guys. And before they can say it, I'm like, oh, you have cancer again? Like, yeah. I'm like... This is great! Like I'm getting so upset. Yeah. And they're like, no, uh, actually, we're gonna go to Disneyland tomorrow. (laughs) What a good joke! Yeah. And I was like, (laughs) sick. Um, you know, so that was cool. It was it was like a year later they like did the same thing. That's so funny. Really, really good news. Yeah. Um, you know, they were going to Disneyland, which is better news than your mom not, you know, surviving cancer. Yeah,
1: absolutely. (laughs) Um, and she has she been she's continued to be fine. She's like it has not come free. back.
0: No, not. She's been, she's been in remission for like 12 years. That's so awesome. And, uh, yeah, she, you know, she, she got, she tested positive for the breast cancer gene and she, um, had a double mastectomy and
2: oh, holy got rid cat. of that.
0: Um, but you know, that's that, that, um, surgery was really showed me how strong my mom is because that was just testing positive for the gene doesn't yeah. necessarily mean you're going to get it, but it's yeah. likely. And she was just like, not going mess it. around. Let's, yeah. let's do it. You know, wow. whereas a lot of people would be like, you know, when God takes me, he takes me or like whatever, you yeah. believe, you know, like, or I'll, I'll deal with that problem when it comes, you know? Yeah. Um, that's that, crazy. Yeah. It was good news.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. That's really, so yeah. hard too. That's just hard stuff to, go through yeah because
0: when you're a kid i mean i was the youngest i was in fourth grade and i and when you're a kid and you hear cancer you assume your mom's gonna for sure die yeah um and i think i think the reason why they waited to tell us after camp was like one they didn't want us worrying about her while they yeah. were at camp while we we're at camp and two i think she wanted to be able to rather than being like hey i have cancer and like I'm taking these meds and we'll see what's happened. She wanted yeah. to be like, Hey, I have cancer and I'm getting better. It's going good. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is cool.
1: That's really cool.
0: Yeah. And then I have another one if you want. Yeah, go for it. My, uh, sister is, is, uh, pregnant. Yay. And I'm going to be an uncle. When? Uh, December 17th.
1: That's awesome. Um, yeah. And the way that they told me at my brother's wedding, did they bring you into a room and say you're in a circle? And no, then,
0: yeah, they're love like, we go- oh, we're going to Disneyland? <laughs> no, your sister's pregnant. <laughs> uh, no, we were driving from my, they were, we were having like a barbecue at my sister-in-law's place like the night before the wedding. And like, then I we left and I was in the car with my brother-in-law and my sister. And they like pulled over and like, uh, so we have something to tell you. And I was like, what, you're pregnant? <laughs> I like, no. And they're like, yeah. And then, you know, I, yeah, you know, classic trope. I start crying again. <laughs> and, uh. It's cool. I'm so excited for That's this awesome. baby.
1: Do they know if it's a boy or a girl? It's They're going to find out. That's awesome.
0: Which is great. I, I, I think there should only be girls that <laughs> we're producing in my family. Just a bunch of girls. Actually, actually, one guy, just so we could keep the family name. Yeah, family, family keep the name. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we got to keep that brand. It's all about branding.
1: It is. Got to know your brand these yeah. days. Got to get those Instagram
0: followers. That's right. That's right. <laughs>
1: Uh yeah. those are two really great good news stories, yeah. Noah.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Good news. Oh,
1: super good news. Um man, I love hearing people's different stories. And I love it too, because that's just something I would not have known about you oh, really? today, probably. I don't know. If we saw each other today, we would have been like, how was your day? Did no, you go but to I told work? you I don't
0: do small talk. Yeah. I get right into it.
1: I love it. I don't
0: shy away from from the dark side of conversations.
1: Yeah, we talked about we we talked about it all today. We talked about cancer survivor we talked about death uh everyone thinks about death and hopefully everyone listening also does as much as you and i do because i do think about
0: it all the time yeah i i have friends that, that don't you. think about it and That's i'm always like, like you, you guys know, are crazy dad. not us <laughs> i talked to my dad about it i'm like why do you think about that he's like no nah, i don't really care how do you not isn't insane <laughs> what where do i go what songs are going to play at your funeral right.
1: who will be in your grievances book <laughs> go- on the
0: topic of death though i do have this thing where when my grandpa died i remember asking my dad questions about my grandpa that he didn't know the answers to mm. and i remember and i and i remember thinking that i don't want to have i want to any questions i have for my dad i want to ask him now yeah because i don't i don't want to not be able to know his opinion on something or and someone asked me you know
2: yeah
1: that's a good i feel like that's a good tidbit yeah to
0: uh so a good way it's also a good way to like just have a reason to talk to them yeah because otherwise i may not call (laughs) him
1: dad i need to know how you feel yeah
0: (laughs) yeah it's like a lot of political stuff too Mm because like i want to know if like my 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 son or my daughter's like did you know, did, did, was grandpa xenophobic? And I could be like, no, he wasn't. <laughs> he loved all people, you know, whereas like my grandpa, it's like, I think he did. But like, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. You know,
1: that's good. Yeah. That comes back to the not having small talk thing, too.
0: That's right. No small talk. Ask the real questions. Get into it. Get yeah. to know people.
1: Get into it. <laughs> Thank you, Noah. You're welcome. Thanks for Thanks having for me. Thanks for being here today. This was great.
0: I love this Do episode. Do time.
1: Great. I'll have you back. Yeah. We high five. fived. <laughs> <laughs> there we, there go. we go. Nice. There we go. Okay. Uh, good news later, everybody. Bye bye.